The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. Now here's an email from Linda who's dealing with kind of the same problem in reverse. Uh, She's the one who's had some wandering eyes. Hi, Dr. Kenner. I'm a 30-year-old woman, a nurse married to Frank for 10 years. We have three beautiful girls. I've never flirted with another guy or done anything inappropriate. I have never been interested. Now, that's pretty amazing for 10 years to not even have an attraction uh, with another guy. Uh, However, four months ago, I met Joe, a considerably older man. I've not been the same since. My attraction is much more than just physical. Never have I felt this way. It's a passion that's awoken inside of me, and it feels so unfair. On one hand, I can't continue to think about him. On the other hand, I don't want to stop thinking about him. I find myself fantasizing about what it would be like to be with him. He is married with four kids, and I would never do anything to break up his family. My husband has no idea of my attraction to Joe, but he has to know something's changed. I'm pulling away from him, being very distant. I have no interest in intimacy anymore. The worst part is that the more I pull away from my husband, the more affectionate and harder he tries. But I just can't. This is not something I can just stop. I wish I had never met Joe, so I wouldn't be going through this right now. Thank you for listening. Linda. Linda, what I think you've discovered with Joe is visibility. Something has happened in your relationship with this older man where you feel understood, cared for, cherished, and, you know, in a long-term relationship, you've been with your hubby for over a decade, and you have three girls, you know, that takes a toll on people if you don't know how to keep the love alive. Uh, And in fact, you can get my book, The Selfish Path to Romance, if you want to know how to keep the love alive. But what do you do at this point? Because in a sense, you have emotionally betrayed your husband for four months, and he's been living in a nightmarish world. He's powerless. And he's, the more you distance him, the more he tries to pursue you. That is called the distancer-pursuer relationship. And you do have choices. And what you can do at this point is not just go by that wonderful passion, that emotion, but analyze your emotion and fit it into the full context. You have three girls. This other guy has four children. And you're living in a fantasy world with Joe. You haven't had sex with him. You haven't dealt with all of the kids under one roof. He, you... Uh, you're, it's easy to cocoon a relationship and to make it feel like it's the best relationship in the world, but it isn't the real thing. It's a potential, but that potential comes at a huge trade-off f- for you, and the trade-off is that it will do damage to your family. The consequences of having had this, let this uh, grow for four months will have a toll on your kids and your husband if you decide to leave, and they are your values too. So you need to figure out what to do at this point. It doesn't mean that you can't leave your marriage, but man, that is a life-changing decision and you want to put a lot of thought into it. So number one, I would be honest with your husband and let him know that the reason you've been pulling away is that you've had this attraction. Sometimes that reduces the attraction. It's respectful of yourself. You're not living two lives. Uh, um, Number two, let him know you haven't had sex with him. And then I would get professional help for yourself. And here's a little more from Dr. Kenner. God, Ross, I have had it. You know, in the past six months, I have done everything a man can possibly do to meet a woman. Singles bars, blind dates, lecture series at the museum. I've even spent hours in the grocery store trying to look helpless in the produce department. Look, this happens sometimes. 
When you're on a really bad streak, you start to get desperate. Women can sense that. Mm. They can smell it. Smell it? Mm-hmm. And trust me, when a guy starts to get over-eager, mm. you know, like complimenting you too much or laughing too hard at all your jokes, you just want to turn and run. And in my experience, the minute you stop looking, the perfect person falls right in your lap. And that's Roz from Fraser, and she's giving him therapy. Uh, she's just sensing that he's probably being a little overbearing or too eager in his attempt to find someone. And, you know, there's some truth to that. It, you, it's not the, If you really want to find a partner in your life, then you can't just sit on the couch and wait for someone to drop in your lap, as Roz says. However, if you, you, excuse me, you do need to go out and you do need to do the legwork, you do need to uh, either go to the dating sites or put out an all points bulletin to friend and fi- friends and family to find a partner. That's how I found mine, so don't laugh at that one. And you need to put in effort to find someone while you hold your dignity, while you don't feel desperate inside. You are, you are pursuing a wonderful goal. It's not that you're desperate or that you're has been goods and you're trying to, um, you know, find somebody who would be willing to be with you even though you're broken. You don't want to have that view of yourself. My website's drkenner.com, and we have another website, selfishromance.com. How do you like that one? It's, that's, it's as you heard it, selfishromance.com, but we mean self-nurturing your life, self-valuing, cherishing your partner. What do we have at that website? Well, my co-author and I have written a book, The Selfish Path to Romance, How to Love with Passion, and reason. And uh, you can go to the website and take a look at the book. We've got a lot of advice on everything from how to make yourself lovable, how to find the right person, how to keep a romance going over many years, and how to part ways even if it's not working out in a way that minimizes the damage. But basically, we talk about sex and how to resolve conflict. We cover a lot. Again, that's at SelfishRomance.com. For more Dr. Kenner podcast. Go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance by Dr. Ellen Kenner. How do you let your partner know what you like and don't like in intimacy? What works well for each of you? Sex therapists emphasize the need to phrase feedback lovingly. For example, rather than saying, oh, I hate it when you do that, it's far better to just gently move your partner's hand. Or you might say, I prefer you to touch me here. This feels really good. Ask your partner what feels good. Neither of you are mind readers. It is important to avoid deceiving your partner about your enjoyment. This is dishonest and a breach of trust. There may be times when you or your partner simply are not aroused enough to achieve satisfaction. On certain occasions, a feeling of closeness and intimacy may be satisfying enough. However, if this is the pattern in your relationship, you should figure out how to increase your mutual pleasure. You can download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.